Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Advancement. Three keys for, for advancement. Trusting God for strength to move forward. Trusting God to um, have a mega church. So many people who need God. And um, I'm trying to persuade you, convince you, encourage you, and provoke you to be part of what God wants to. Um, have here in the, in the church. And so, I hope your heart is soft enough. Ask your neighbor, is your heart soft enough? What did they say? Is your neighbor's heart very hard? He said No. Tell him, I will see on Sunday who you bring. That is when I will make up my mind whether your heart is hard or soft. Now, the Bible says, Jesus replied with this story. Luke chapter um, 14, 16. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to tell the guests, come, Banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and 
urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Not a small taste of my banquet. So I'm preaching about advancement. The three keys for advancement. The first one is from the verse 23 of Luke chapter 14, which says that, So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. Anyone you find, urge them to come so that my house will be full. The first key is the key of anakazo. The key of anakazo. Anakazo is a key if you want to advance. If this church wants to advance, we need to have people with anakazo. Anakazo means to urge, to compare. It means to drive and to constrain by all means. It is to persuade and entreat. Are you with me? Now, you have to understand that if we are going to advance, we are not going to advance easily. I don't know how many understand what I'm saying. If we are going to advance, we are not going to advance easily. You think that when um, there's, wherever there's food, people gather. It's not so true. It's not so true. It's not everybody who's licorice, like some people. It's not everybody who likes food. Who's a foodian? Who you can call or you can, um, you can notice that you can only throw away food when he's not there or when he's asleep. There are some people like that. You can only throw away food when they are not at home. You can only throw away food when they are sick or when they are asleep. That's what we call licorice. Or that's a person called a foodian. And so, if you are going to come, if, we, if, if you see the empty, set, empty chairs, you see, we, we, we got some extra chairs for the conference. And um, I want those chairs back, but it must be our own. Yeah? Because if we are going to fail the empty spots, if we are going to fill the empty chairs, we have to develop the habit of persuading people. And you have to persuade people because something is, is going to spoil. The, the man of the house, the master, had prepared food. And the food was not going to be allowed to go waste. 
The blood of Jesus is not supposed to be allowed to just spill on the ground, just, just flow and not affect any life, not affect any personality. And so it is very imperative, it's very necessary, it's very important that we develop this anarchal spirit to persuade people to come to the feast. Some people don't even, I mean, you, you, like I said, you think that because it's a feast, you just have to invite people and they will come. It's, it's, it's not like that. And you, you can testify that you think that when you ask people, oh, come to church, we have a church, God will bless you, come. God is asking you to come. God is calling you. God wants to do something with your life. You think that when you say that, people will just openly accept and come because it's about God. But no, no, not when you want to advance. Not when you want to advance. So advancement comes when you can compare, when you can force, when you can drive, when you can edge and you can persuade. We have to get into the season and the time where we will persuade people. Persuasion. Now, look at, look at, look at something here. He says that, he says that, what does he say? He says that, um, in verse 23, he says, so his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges. All right? King James says, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compare them to coming. Now, remember, this is a different scenario from the first group of people. The first group of people, they were invited. They were invited. Which means that they were, they were invited. They were pre-informed. The Bible says that. It says that the man, um, uh, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. Okay? And sent his servant at supper time. Or the New Living Translation says that when the banquet was ready, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, then he sent his servant to tell the guest, which means that the first group of people, they had time to prepare for the feast. They had time to prepare for the feast, which means that once you have time, then you look for a shoe, you look for the right hairstyle, you look for the right uh, uh, um, apparel or dress. Because you need to give people time to come to a banquet. And then now, these people who had time refused to come. So you, you see two things here. Number one, in the, in the key of an akazo, you see that even people who were invited didn't turn up. The target is to fill the house. The target is to make sure that the feast of the lamb, the, the feast, the supper, the party, the banquet is, is, is decently attended. That, that's the aim. The aim is that the church must be filled. 
the aim is that people must come to church. The aim is that people must come to know God. Now, people who you invite and you give them ample time refuse. It means that, number one, if you are going to switch and invite people who don't have time, you have to change course. You have to, you have to up your game. I don't know if you are Christians here. Well, listen to what I'm saying. The person you gave two weeks refused. How much for the person who you are? You're just, let's go. I mean, let, let's go where? No. That big man. Bankrupt. No, no I, I can't go like this. I don't have clothes. I'm not prepared. Or you should have given me time. So it calls more for persuasion. And you need to know some of the things you have to say. You need to know some of the things you have. If you are going to persuade somebody, you need to know what to say. That is why in many customer service environments, in many businesses, they teach their people, they give them a script. They tell them what to say. There are some, there are some places when you call for something, they don't have it, but they, they will never tell you they don't have it. They will tell you all kinds of things. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Instead of some place you call, oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, no, we don't have some. No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I don't know where this, this happens. I think it's in Ghana. If you go to somebody's store and you, you want to buy something, and then even, even, even the arcade, is it arcade you call it? The one around uh, Republic Bank, opposite Republic Bank on Water Street. Is that the arcade? <laughs> In between John Finance and Republic on that street. I think I've gone there before to buy a school bag for my children. And I went into a store or one of these stores. And what I was looking for, I couldn't find it. The lady said, Hold on, I come in. He said, Wait, don't go, wait. He's going by somebody else and see if he can even get some $500 on top of the sale. He is not willing to let this business go at all. I tell you. I tell you. There are some people, there are some stores, there are some shops, when you go there, you, you, you must buy something. You must buy something. The last time I went to buy some, some screws for uh, the work here, I think it's been the second or third time, or maybe the fourth time I've been to that store. Then now the lady has become familiar with me. She's asking me, oh, if I'm buying screws for sheet rock, uh, they have electric cables for wiring. 1.5 cables and 2.5 cables. So I said, oh. I mean, she, was, she thinks I'm a contractor, you know, trying to. He said, yes, cables here. We'll give you discount. I mean, all of a sudden from screws, she's, she's proposing to me to spend money on cables. I said, no, I, I finished wiring the place. You know, we will give you a discount, you know. Trying to persuade me. Because most of the time, you will have to use persuasion for people who are not prepared. Because people who are prepared, you don't need no persuasion, but those people don't like to come. So, on the spot, impromptu, ad hoc kind of invitations, you will need to persuade. You will need to urge. You cannot just say, let's go. You cannot just say, I'm inviting you. 
you need to find the right kind of words to persuade. So, people who have time refuse. It calls for some skill to be able to get somebody who is not prepared. Don't ever think that it's so simple to invite people to church. It is not so simple. It is not so easy. It is not so straightforward. Because people who are meant to come, people, that's what the Bible says, many are called but few are chosen. People who you think that, oh, I have this relative, I know this colleague, I have this person. And most of the time, it is people you know. That's also another thing you pick up from this, this story here. It's like the man sent out invitations not to people he didn't know. These are people he relates with. These are business partners. These are neighbors. Because you don't do a banquet and send invitation cards, invitation letters to people on the street. I'm talking about the key, three keys for advancement. The first one is anakazo. With anakazo, you need to develop skills. Don't, don't, that's why many of you can't bring anybody to church. Because the lack of skills, the lack of knowledge, and laziness will not get you, it will not get you anywhere. The man invited people he know. Most of the time, the people you know may not receive the invitation. But that is a, a, a kind of area where you think that you could make some progress. So it caused, that's why, the, that's why the man of the house said, compare. Because these people don't, I don't know them. These people don't believe that you, they, they must come for a banquet. The people don't have an idea. You have to do extra work. How much work do, do, do you invest in getting people to come? Because many of us think that it's straightforward. No, the straightforward, straightforward people don't respond. The people that you expect that's easy, that you may not even pray. You may not wake up in the morning and pray. Persuasion comes also through prayer. Oh, this is my friend. We slime together. I said, well, let's go to church. You see that person tell you no. Then you think about it. How much more somebody you don't know? Somebody you have never spoken to before. How can such a person take you serious? How can such a person listen to what you are saying? When the person who knows you for years, the person who knows you, I mean, they have seen that you are going to church and that your life has changed and all of that, if they are not responding... I bet, I, 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 I bet you the people who were invited, they knew that master was rich and definitely the food that he was going to serve wasn't any cheap food. They knew that they, they would have had a good time. They know, they know for sure. But this man's banquet is not a simple banquet. Yet, they refuse. I'm saying that people from nowhere, it will take extra efforts. That is why Anakalu is important for the advancement of the church. Otherwise, this church would have been filled full. There are people here. 
They see us come all the time. They hear us pray all the time. They hear music and dancing and all of that. Ah, you think that, oh, I mean, I mean, God, what is, no, 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 no. We need extra skills. I remember when I was growing up, there's this roller skate, the one with four wheels, and then the front part has the brake. I remember a friend I had, Ashibwe. Ashibwe taught me how to use a roller skate. A time came where it turned into blades. So it's not four tires that, you know, you can you can have even that one to stand on it and to even be able to stand and it's not easy now it came they developed they changed the system to be like the ice skating the blades like that I, I, I never tried it I never tried it I never tried it because that that demanded extra skills <laughs> yeah, at least the four tires it will be do something, but you know, you can hold something in. But this thin, straight thing like that, ah, and that's that's ice skating also. It's like when my my boss took me to the Swiss Alps, and I was was living in the Netherlands. We went for a, a, a manager's retreat. So we were taken to the Swiss Alps. Top, top, top of the mountains. And then during the day we went to do skating. Hey. You have the skateboard. And then you put your foot inside. Click. Click. You fall down immediately after that. <laughs> because you don't even realize that ice is slippery. You see, the skate, the normal roller skate is on, on, on like concrete or something. So it's not slippery. But the ice is slippery. I was surprised like if, if, if so I think the guy, the boy that's about six years old. The guy came to pass me like that. White boy. I said, hey. No, in this, in this arena, you need persuasion. <laughs> You have changed the race. You have changed the people you are, you are used to. Now it's a, a different group of people. They don't have the background. They don't have the foundation. They lack the information. So you need skill. You need an akazu. You need compelling power. It's just like even here in Guyana, if you are going to start a church, for those of you who are starting churches, starting chapels, it's not a joke. That is why many people don't succeed because you think that you can just go to work, lead your normal life, and come home and go and come home and Thursday night go and sit somewhere and say we're having a home cell, having a chapel. You, 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 you uncle, you uncle sponge or something like that. It doesn't work like that. You need to apply yourself. It's a new terrain. It's a different arena. This is not church that you can gather, the ashes or you can gather, the, the instrumentalists or gather. No, this is a new place, a new area. And so you have to up your game. Nobody will succeed with a branch or chapel or home cell 
if you don't adjust your lifestyle when you start it. You will not succeed. You'll be going out until you get frustrated. Because you think that it is normal. I mean, someone like Reverend Isan, Isan is fasting all the time. Yeah. Isan is fasting all the time. He's always doing some kind of fasting. Always fasting. Always fasting. Always fasting. I'm sure if it wasn't a fasting, he probably wouldn't have survived in babies. That's where Kofi started. Kofi and the other guy, they, they started the, the revolution and rebellion from babies. Not so? Yeah. For the white man, they started from babies. The demons are wild. I tell you. The Lord was telling me about the schools. Yeah, he gave me a message about the schools the other day. It looks like anything I, 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 I put my interest in, he tells me something about it. The Bible says it is the Lord who works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. So as we are going to do the head teacher's uh, uh, one-day meeting, everybody should find a headmistress and bring Oh, yes. I'm telling you, you will not believe the things that are in the schools. You know if you believe if I tell you. So it takes something extra. It takes something extra. When people who are supposed to respond refuse, it takes something extra. Because someone says, ah, but me? Is it me? Are you sure? Am I wanted? Am I invited? That house? I pass there every day. No, nobody says anything to me. Do you want me to go there? I, 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 I can't go there. You, you are lying. It's not true. You need to persuade people. And you can't persuade successfully if you don't have knowledge, if you don't have skill, and if you are lazy. It applies everywhere. <laughs> it applies everywhere. Uh, so we need number one, an akazo. An akazo to advance. You see, I, I <laughs> unfortunately I don't use public transport anymore. But I would not use public transport and, and keep quiet at all. That wasn't how I used to live my life when I, I didn't have my a car. And I sit in public transport, somebody got to get an invitation. But you see, you have to have potential people during the week to get to come to church on Sunday. And it comes by throwing seeds of invitations. And that's why I'm saying that with that with, without that compelling spirit. You, that's how many of you your life is so you, you, do, you cannot and you will not because you think it's just normal you have to sow seeds during the week then you can get about 3-4 people that you know what you are calling them on Saturday to remind them every week must be like that if we are going to get a certain harvest every week everybody must have three or four people that you are calling you are making sure that what you told them what you spoke to them about they are ready Sunday morning they are coming some of you just go through the week nothing 
That, that's why many people are not useful in the church. I'm saying that to get somebody to come on Sunday, you must have spoken to at least five people in a week. And this must be a weekly habit, a weekly activity. How can you sit in the bus and don't tell anybody about church? What kind of, what kind of Christian are you? What kind of person are you? What kind of servant are you? Look at this. How kind of And the Lord said, unto them, go! And they went. Do! And they did. So what kind of servant are you? What kind of child of God are you? When you say go, you don't go. Do, you don't do. Number two. Biazo is a key. I mean, if you start a branch and you let you are not actively inviting people. It's a joke. It's a joke. You must always have a list of people you are calling for Sunday. That's, that's, that's skill. Potential. Probable. Maybe. But to just get up Sunday morning and go. <laughs> Your disappointment. To God. I'm telling you. Chapel. Home cell. Center. Whatever you call it. Whatever you call it. If you are just going to just go. Monday to Friday. Monday to Saturday. You are busy going here. doing blah, 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 blah. Then Saturday evening. You realize that you have a church to go to. You'll be proper. you have nobody in a church. And it will look as if the church is not working or the church can't work. No, you are not applying the key of Anakazo to advance. I'm telling you. I remember one particular lady I, I managed to get to church. Two of them, I can, I can tell you. One, I spoke to her, I think it was Sunday after church. And I told her that I will, I will, I will, I will come and pick her up. Many years ago in Amsterdam. She says, okay. So I went for my night shift. My night shift for 12 hours. I go to work at 7 p.m. I come, I close at 7 a.m. And then church starts at 9 a.m. So I went home. I had a bicycle. I ride home. I go. I, you know, take a shower. Whilst I'm at work, I'm preparing my message. I'm going through my message for the, for the morning. I went home. Went to prepare. I don't sit down when I go home. Because if you have been on your feet back and forth for 12 hours when people are sleeping, you go home at 7 o'clock, you say, let me sit down small. I couldn't even afford to sit down because I am the one who is arranging the place. I have to set up the, 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 the amp, the speakers. I had to do that. So if I say I'm sitting down, then I did on stupidness. And I have to make sure that I, I, make, I get this lady to come with me before anybody comes because people don't have the key. I have the key. 
So I went to her. Rap on the door. Knock on the door. Rang the bell. Somewhere around uh, Devilstein or Denny Road. Yeah, somewhere there in the de- debut. Devilstein. Rap on the door. The lady came out, sleepy face. I said, good morning, I am here. Oh. Uh, okay, okay. Um, let, let, let me, I'll, I'll come. I said, no, don't worry. I'll wait. Are you sure? I said, yes. So, okay, come in. I went in. We sit down. There was a young lady who, who was renting somebody's apartment, so she was renting a room. And so, <laughs> I had to sit down and see her go and bath and come back to dress up. <laughs> I tell you, she went, as she was going to the bathroom with a towel, I was sitting there, I, I saw her. She now, she realized that the man, he's not going anywhere. I sat down until she got ready and she said, I'm ready. Then I took her to church. Another time, we were doing an akazo. We, we stopped church, which we have not done in many years. We stopped church after prayer. Then we went out. So go and see who you can bring. Because now we become, we become religious people with demons on our feet and around our mouths. Your mouth is, is, is your tongue is, is heavy by demons. You become religious. You come, you go. You come, you go. That's a religious spirit. Doesn't do anything for God. There's no life. There's no movement. So we did prayer and then all of us went out. I think we were about, I don't know, about 20 or 25 uh, uh, at that time. So I sent everybody out. We went out. Then I was not finding anybody. And I met this Nigerian girl. I said, good morning. She said, good morning. I said, how are you? She said, I'm fine, thank you. I said, where are you going? And she was walking, and I was walking with her. She was walking, I was walking with her. As, as she was walking, I was also walking, I was talking. She said, she's going home. So I said, can, can, I, can I just talk to you for a minute? Then she stopped. Then I said, my name is Collins. I'm a pastor. Our church meets over there, that building over there. I have paused the service and I've asked everybody to bring people, including myself. And I've been looking around. You are the only person I've met. And I beg you, Please come with me. He said, oh, no, no, she, she, you know, she's tired. She's not even you know, looking well. And all, and all, and all. Next week, I said, sweetie, you know, I ha- if everybody brings people, I don't take anybody. It will be a big disgrace. I'm the pastor. So please, I beg you. I, I want, can I go on my knees? I beg you, please come so that you help me, you help my image. 
you know where the lady was coming from? She was a prostitute. So she had gone all night with her job. She was going home on a Sunday morning. She was just going home to whatever. So can you imagine coming from your work as a prostitute and a pastor says, let's go to church. I tell you, you need persuasion. You need, you need, you need edging. You need, you need compel. You need a drive. Oh, I said, I said, you are my only hope. And the girl was listening to me. Was listening, and she said, "Okay, no problem. Let's go." I said, "Thank you, Jesus." That girl, that girl was a girl who became part of the church for many years. Yeah, she joined the choir. She would come from her job and come and sing in the choir. Oh yes, oh yes. It was that same. It was that same girl who had a testimony one day to share, which I told her she she, she shouldn't share it, because whilst whilst she was working, the guy was an old man. He blacked out, and these these people they don't have any permit. They don't have the paperwork to be doing what they are doing. They are illegal immigrants. That's number one. And then as they are doing that work, they don't have the permit to do that work. So somebody blacks out on you. Who do you call? You've killed somebody. So this young lady said she began to speak in tongues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, prophet, prophet used to like my church. He used, to, he, used to, he used to wonder about how I'm pastoring all these people. My choir was full of prostitutes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And not prostitutes from Monday to Friday. Saturday night, they go to work. And they close at around 5 a.m. And they come, come and bath, and they come to some come straight from their workplace because they bath there, and they come straight to church. Oh, they used to love my church, pal. I tell, and and several of them stopped prostitution because of their church. They stopped. They stopped. They stopped because of their church. I tell you. One day, a pastor who was using the same hall that, that, that as us, when we close, he comes. He called one girl, Patience. Her name was Patience. They, they, herself and her husband, are, they have a church in Ireland now. Austin and Patience. They are, they are pastors now. The, the pastor asked the girl, what I have done to her for, or what did I do to her for her to stop the prostitution? The anointing is a long time ago. It's been small, small, small around that. <laughs> yeah, it's been growing. It's been growing. Patience. She, she became a girl we used to call an Akazo. You will not, she will bring you to church. I tell you. It was persuasion. I said, I beg you. Please. Don't disgrace me. Yeah, she joined. She had testimony. I said, this testimony, you can't share it. Are you, we thank the Lord for delivering you from arrest, from police case, and all. She said she began to speak in tongues in her brassy and her pants, naked. The man, some old Dutch man, he blacked out. She thought the man was dead. And if the man was dead, it was going to be a big problem. She had killed somebody. And they were going to arrest her and put her in jail and even take her back to her country. 
So she had no help but to lift up her eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh her help? Yeah. God, God is a God of love. I tell you. And she said the man came back to life. Oh, he said, Jehovah is my God. She came to church. She said, Pastor, I want to give a testimony. I said, what is a testimony? She told me, I said, no, on this one you can't share this testimony. But I hear what you are saying. I understand where you are coming from. God is a good God. Yeah. She was in the church for a long time. Church for a long time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Huh? Number two. Biazo. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, the Bible says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the person who has the traits of a violent person takes the kingdom by force. You see, the kingdom cannot be taken with laziness. It cannot be taken with, with like a disicality. It cannot be taken by laziness. The kingdom of God is a violent place. Look at us when we came here not long after we started doing all night praying, then, then some people come here and say they are coming to do investigation. The kingdom of God, you can't take hold of it without being violent. Force. How much force are we applying? How violent are we? People think that it's violent. You see, in violence, when you use violence, you, you, you scare people. Violent is a key to overpowering a lot of things. That's why people don't joke with Bostonians. They are violent people. You go to Boston, you joke, they'll they, they, they do something to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember the early days. <laughs> Mommy even didn't want to drive uh, 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 past Boston. I remember one day we were going somewhere. On the road. Then she asked if we are going beyond Boston. I said, yes. He said, hey. I said, no, but nobody will come on the road and kill us. But because of the Boxton, the stories, the things people say about Boxton, it's like as we are driving on the road, some animals will come and jump on you in a vehicle like you're in a safari and they'll kill you. That, that, that was the, the, the overpowering, overpowering sense of fear that violence caused. If somebody is violent, they tell the child, don't play with this guy. Don't play with this guy. The guy he mad. That he had him good. Yeah, nobody in their right senses will try somebody who's a violent person. You, people don't try that. Yeah, you know, this group, this area, this, if you pass an area that the people are violent, you behave yourself like you, are, you, are, you were just born the other day. So violence is what is the key to taking the kingdom also by force. The church will not grow if we are not violent enough. If we don't have bayazo enough. To force one's way into a thing. We have to force our way into church growth. Into increase. 
it, it, it will not come just by preaching and preaching and talking and talking in conference. It will come by action, violence. I know that I have Christians here in the church today. The kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violent would take it by force. Somebody say by force. The Greek word is interpreted or defined as somebody who is like the word the violent, right? Is biastes, the Greek word for violent, because the violent now has become a, a, a pronoun, is a person now. Remember, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And then now violence has been changed into a person. The violent which is a person. Violence is a situation. Then the situation now, because of that situation, this is the, the type of situation, a type of person who, who can fit in that situation or, or has that situational characteristics. He's the one who can take the kingdom of God. Now, the violent is biastis. It means a forcer. Somebody who is forced. Who forces a forcer. How many of us can say that you're a forcer? You force, you force power. Yeah, you see, nobody is able to do that. All our church problems here is because many of you are not forces. You don't force. You don't force. You don't force. And if you don't force, you will not enter into a thing. You will not enter into church growth. The Bible is telling us, a, a good shepherd, if we don't become forces, biasters, we will not be able to force into a large congregation. Doesn't come so easy. Biastis. It also means energetic. That person is energetic. Do you have energy? Where's your energy? Gone. Pharaoh suck your energy like that. When you don't walk, suction. When you don't walk, energy gone. All you want is I want to go home. You will never walk into the oh, oh, it's all the things. All the things. See, even if you want to see these girls and all these silly, silly things they are doing here, the mistakes, they are not forcing themselves into the jobs that they have. There's no force, there's no energy. A job that when church is finished, you close the laptop and you go on your way till next week. You will not, you, you will not enter into the place. Biazo is to force yourself into a thing. And sometimes people who force themselves into things, they are even despised and hated. 
Because you are lazy, because you are not a forcer. So when you see forces, you despise them. You see them as some way. But you rather are the one who is some way. The person who doesn't force. The key to advancement is to force into something. If we don't force into, and that must be something every individual does here in the church. Otherwise, we will not, you see, God has a plan for us, but we will either fight the plan or not fight the plan. He says that if you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. But you see how the way we behave is that most of the time we go around circle, 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 circle. Yeah. So we have to force ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, whichever branch you are from, we have to force ourselves into church growth. I'm telling you, it's by force. We have to have forces here in the church to take us into uh, um, 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 church growth. Violent, strong, forceful, using force. Number three. The message has three points. Three keys for advancement. What's number one? What's number two? Number three, Anadea. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. We must develop the skill to persuade. Is it when you um, it's sad when you travel abroad and at airports you see like they say the perfume shops okay duty free and they have what they call testers tester tester ah it's a form of persuasion and then you go to Giftland Mall. You enter Giftland Mall here in Guyana on the East Coast. And you see a perfume. And you want to you wanna know how it smells. They just take the, 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 the cover off and they put, give it to you to smell it. Yes. <laughs> there is no tester. They can't afford to leave a perfume there as a tester. So they open it up and then the, the, the cover, they give it to you to smell. Not, not spray. And they expect you to buy it. That's how, that's how they sell perfumes here in Guyana. Take off the cover and they give it to you to smell. So if you are going to try 10 perfumes, cover, cover. When you travel into civilization, it's a football talk. You can bath with it. You can, you can pump it and spray it all over you. And they say that, oh, you don't like it. Yeah. But it is a form of persuasion. 
They are trying to force themselves into your pocket. And they sketch people enough time. Yeah. Yeah, they get plenty of people. Sometimes when you get there, I think the last time we passed through Amsterdam Skipo, I think the three, three colognes for, I think, $100 or 100 euros. Three. Three for 100. It's like guinea. It's like tangerine at border market. Three colognes. They say three for, three for 99 euros. Not even 100. What are they trying to do? They are trying to force themselves into your bank statement. When you see your bank statement, you see Amsterdam Skipper, 99 euros. You will know that you spend money. Well, they are trying to force themselves into your pocket. Yeah. Charlie, in this world, to be successful, to have church growth, to do well, it's anakazo, it is biaso, and it's anadea. And the dare means to be shameless. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he sees, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Uh, what? Thy will be done. Give us day by day our daily bread and he said I also have Luke chapter 11 um and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit. And I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. He didn't say, I've locked the door. He said, the door is locked for the night. And my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. So why are you talking to me if you can't help me? But I tell you this. Though he wouldn't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. If you, long, if you knock long enough, there's something that you gain by knocking long enough. But that's said many people get fed up. That's said many people give up. They say, I ain't able no more. I ain't able no more. Anadea is to knock for a long time, shamelessly persist. You say, no. You say, no problem, I'll come again. You say, no. It's no problem, I'll come. You say, no. No. I remember a man of God who, a very powerful man of God from the Baptist church in Ghana. In those days, in my young uh, teenage years, this man um, got saved and he was preaching very powerfully at um, 
it's full gospel business uh, men's fellowship internationals and um he used to share his story and i heard he was saying um there was this guy who will always come and invite him to church and he'll snub him he'll insult him the guy will go and then a few days later he'll come again he said the guy used to do that steady and the guy used to annoy him he said, one Sunday, the guy came to his house early in the morning and started weeding his yard. <laughs> A guy started weeding his yard without his permission. You know what happened? He just got up and said, you know what? I fed up with this boy. I'm going to the church with him. I'm going to church with him. I I just want to go to so he doesn't come here again. That's how he got saved. That's how he got saved. Somebody was annoying him about church. Because the guy was persistently, he was persistent, he was knocking, he was knocking. Went, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now he's not minding him, he's insulting. Then he comes with a, 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 a cutlass, he begins to weep the man's yard. Sunday morning early. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to advance, we need to employ Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. Otherwise, let me tell you, we will have empty chairs all the time. Now, what it means is that what it means is that if we don't do what God wants us to do, he will also not give us what we need to get. Tit for tat is fair play. Do for do is no obia. Is it obia? It's not obia. Do for do is obia. So you won't, you won't win souls, you won't bring people, you won't employ anadea, you don't want to advance, and God says, okay, I also don't like people who don't want to advance. So I also take a step backwards. You go do for me, I go do for you. That is why you see that for some, things don't work out in a certain way for you. Because you are not interested in what God is interested in. For many years, for many years. It's only sad that God can save you, give you a church, and you sit in the church and do nothing. It's so sad. It's so, 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 so sad. And, and some people, if, if some of you don't take it, you, you die until you realize that you are disobedient. I'm telling you. So we have to advance. And you need to have an akazo. You need to have biazo. You need to develop an adea. You need to be very interested in people coming to church and coming to God. And you have to persist with force and violence and shamelessness. Otherwise, we will not move a step further. We will just be at the same spot for years. And anybody who sits at the same spot for years, you, you, at a point, you are even a disgrace. In closing, I come from Ghana where there's a lot of competition in our society. A lot of competition. The competition is so stern that Sometimes people even build houses in Ghana, they don't even get a chance to live in. But because of the pressure to compete, they do. Big, big houses. 
Big gates. Everything big. Big cars that they only go and use once a, once a year. Now, because of this competition, sometimes you see some parents insult their relatives, their children abroad. How dare disgrace. Because the neighbor, that neighbor, that woman who sells mangoes in the market, she borrowed some money and sent her son to Germany, sent her son to Italy, sent her son to France. In five years, the boy has come to build a brand new house for the mother and has bought the mother a car. Now the mango business has moved into a big shop. And they are watching all the time. And they have sent somebody also. He's rather there for seven years and not even a pain. It's a common thing, common thing in Ghana. And they feel ashamed that the neighbor's child has accomplished so much for the mother and our child has not even done anything. You don't even hear from him. He doesn't even call home. That's how we will end up becoming if we don't rise up and advance. And mind you, if if you don't advance in two ways, advancing together as a church and advancing personally, you go back. You even lose what you have. Time is up. Stand to your feet, please. (laughs) Three keys to advance. Father, thank you for tonight. Indeed, we want to advance. The key is clear. We know it. We've heard it. We've read about it. And it's the same key that will take us from one step to another higher step. May Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea become a crown, become a belt that we use around us. Let us develop the spirit of an of a forcer, somebody who forces himself into things by force. Because the environment is so violent that if we don't, we are not violent, we can't fit in the system. Let the growth come. Let advanced advancement come. Let enlargement arise. And let your church move forward, oh God. In Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the Ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.